Blessings, my brothers and sisters. Today's lesson is going to be found in Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32. Here in our text, we read that Jesus is warning Simon Peter that Satan has desired to have him, that he may sift him as wheat. My brothers and sisters, it behooves us to be vigilant in our walk because our adversary, the devil, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You may not know how he's coming, but just know that he's coming. And please understand that this warning isn't to bring Simon Peter to fear, but it is come to make him aware. So I say unto you, be aware, for God wants us to be aware. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Again, I say unto you, be aware. I know this may be difficult for some to hear, but Satan wants to take advantage of you. He wants to take advantage of the Simon part of you and me. You may ask, what is the Simon part of me? The Simon part of you and me is the part of us that wavers in our faith. It is the part of us that wrestles with the Peter side of us. The Peter side is the side of us that wants to do the will of God. So it boils down to Peter versus Simon. The side that wants to do God's will versus the side that wants to go back to where he found us. So every day of our life, we must be diligent in our fight to put Simon to death. We must stop listening to what Simon says. When Simon says you can't live holy, you remind Simon of First Peter 1 and 15. But he who have called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation. When Simon says you can't, you must remind him of Philippians 4 and 13 that says, and we all know it, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So just in case there are some among us today who's asking the question, how am I going to put Simon to death? How do I do that? I tell you, you're going to do it through the anointing. It is God's anointing that strengthens you. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke from your life. If you're going to put Simon to death, if you're going to make it through, you must be anointed. In the first part of our text, it lets us know that Satan wants to have Simon. I want us to take note of this because it's telling us something very important about our adversary. It's warning us that sometimes Satan knows more about us than we know about ourselves. He knows that if he is to be successful against us, he must try to stop us at the infancy stage of our faith. For it's at the infancy stage 
where he puts the hit out on you. Look at how he works. He put a hit out on infant Moses before he would become Israel's deliverer. He put a hit out on David before he would become king. He even put a hit out on Jesus before he would make it to the cross. But even with all of his plotting, all of his schemes and plans, he was still unsuccessful. Why, you may ask? Because heaven was backing them up. And I want to encourage you today and tell you that heaven is backing you up. The scripture said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. What is the purpose for sifting wheat? The purpose of sifting is to loose loose the shaft from the edible grain. Take note that Jesus does not reveal how Satan plans to do this. Neither did he promise he would stop the sifting. And with our limited knowledge and understanding, we would think it unjust that God would allow the sifting to take place. But please understand that God in his infinite wisdom knew that the sifting was necessary. I'll say it again. The sifting is necessary. Forgotten foreknew that in the sifter would go two things. Simon representing the shaft and Peter representing the rock. He knew that in the sifter would go unbelief and belief. He knew that in the sifter there would be fear and faith. And he also knew that after the sifting, the only thing that would be left is what he could use. So he didn't stop the sifting because he knew that deliverance would take place in the sifting process. Isn't it amazing what God does? He uses what the enemy meant for evil. He uses a thing that was designed to kill you, to kill everything not like him out of you. God has a way of turning what the enemy meant for evil to work for your good. God allows sifting to take place in our lives to loosen the useless stuff from us. He uses the sifter to separate us from the stuff that does not bring him glory. So don't be afraid to get into the sifter. Because the purpose of the sifter is to separate us from those things that will not bring him glory. Because whether you know this or not, God will get the glory out of your life. Whether you believe it or not, God is at work in your life. The only reason we're here today is because God is still moving by his spirit. And he's using the sifter to separate Simon from Peter. Because none of us can go to the next level in God with Simon hanging on. So Simon has to be shaken loose. So that which will remain is edible for someone else. God is using the sifter to separate the trauma from your pain. Oh God, I got to say that again. God is going to use the sifter to separate the trauma from your pain. He's using the sifter to test your testimony. So that through your testimony, 
someone else would be healed. My brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that although you may be in the sifter right now, you're not in the sifter powerless. Because before you went in, Jesus has already prayed for you. Yes, Jesus has prayed for you. And this is what he prayed. He prayed that when you enter the sifter, that your faith will not fail. And rest assured, if Jesus prayed for you, you're coming out of the sifter better than when you went in. For when Jesus prays, it's not a matter of if you make it through. It's just a matter of when you make it through. Because after the sifting, all that will remain will be the Peter side of you. Your faith is what's going to remain. Your anointing is what will remain. Your testimony is what will remain. Your peace is what will remain. So let them sift you. Because after this, what comes from you will become bread. So that others may eat and live. And the Bible declares that Jesus took the bread. And he blessed it. And he broke it. And he gave it. Someone needs the bread from your life. Someone is waiting on the testimony that only you can give. Someone wants to read your survival story. So you have to come through it. You have to submit to the sifting process. For in the sifting process, there is glory. For there is purpose in the sifting. And the Lord asked, according to Matthew 16 and 13, whom do men say that I am? Simon Peter responded, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus responds, blessed art thou, Simon, for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. And I say unto you, you will no longer be called Simon, but Peter. And upon this rock, this revelation given unto you, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Even now, I feel Simon sifting from your life. We're no longer wavering between fear and faith. My God, thank you, Jesus. We're no longer wavering between doubt and belief. Simon has been sifted away. And now we stand on the truth of his word and we shall not be moved.